Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the man on the sideline and in the front office for the LA Galaxy. He's the guy that pulls all the strings. That's right, we're talking about Bruce Arena. But if you were in charge, what would you say and how would you react? And what makes Arena special in his reactions to his team's struggles? To help us dissect the almost mythical being that is Bruce Arena, we're going to be joined by our good friend at Time Warner Cable Deportes, Elmer Sousa. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. And it all starts right now. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and LA Galaxy insider, Adam Serrano. Welcome to another exciting edition of Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I am your host, Josh Gessman. He is LA Galaxy insider, Adam Serrano, as our wonderful PA announcer, Mr. Michael Araujo, says... It was a tough, tough weekend for the LA Galaxy losing 4 to nothing. so we're going to try to amp up the energy a little bit and talk about a, a topic that's exciting for us, or at least it's exciting for me. We get to talk about Bruce Arena, maybe, maybe the guy who's that mythical creature, as I said in the, uh, in the intro, the guy who is, seems to be a question mark all the time, the guy who nobody can really get a good sense of all the time whenever you're talking about Bruce Arena. We're going to try to break him down a little bit, talk about how he interacts with his players, about how he interacts with the press, so lots of good stuff. And helping us to do that is a really good friend of the show, my favorite person, sideline reporter, LA Galaxy sideline reporter and studio host for Time Warner Cable Deportes, Mr. Elmer Sousa. Elmer, thanks so much for stopping by. Certainly appreciate it. Josh, always a pleasure to talk about the Galaxy with you guys, and Let's get it on. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see what we have. Well, my first question here is my first question here is that Bruce Arena is is sort of a question mark sometimes, Elmer. It's tough to understand exactly what his coaching style is, how he sort of um, manages players. So whenever you talk to Bruce Arena, whenever you see Bruce, what do you imagine his coaching style is? I can I can imagine the style because every time every time try to change it to do something different. The tactics is the same four four two, but they try the way they play. They try to understand the game is completely different for each game. I don't know why they they decide to do that, but he always had success doing this mm-hmm. with teams with the national team. So that's why. Everybody has to respect what he's doing. But right now, 
the teams doesn't good good because the the team doesn't get the the rhythm that they need and they also they had a lack of confidence at some point when they when when they try to develop the the, the all the style on all the the Bruce needs on the field. So, Adam, I'll ask you the same question. You've been following Bruce for quite a long time. I mean, most Americans know who Bruce Arena is, and if you're a Major League Soccer fan, you've been following him through D.C. United, through New York, the U.S. men's national team, and with the L.A. Galaxy. So what do you see whenever you see Bruce Arena and you talk about coaching style? Yeah, you know, I think Elmer kind of hit it on the head. He definitely does have a style. He likes his formation, his 4-4-2, but he's not. I don't think he's too wedded to it as, I kind of thought when I first came in, he does like the interchange. And I think that's why you see him make so many different changes now. And then you see him tinker with the lineup because at the heart of it, he wants to play that attra- attractive, blowing soccer that, you know, so typified the galaxy in 2014. I think that's his ideal goal. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants to do. If you look at, Adam, I'll stay with you. If you look at all of his success throughout his coaching career, I mean, we could, I don't want to go back to he's a lacrosse coach, you know, and a lacrosse player whenever it all sort of starts at the beginning. But you go into his soccer career and you look at the NCAA championships, you look at the MLS Cups, you saw what he was able to do with the U.S. men's national team and being one of the most successful U.S. men's national team coaches. How does Bruce succeed at every level? What is sort of that key thing to Bruce Arena that makes him successful everywhere he goes? You know, he just has that type of personality where he is going to put in the work. He is going to work hard and try. And I think that what he doesn't get a lot of credit for, and I think what he needs to start getting credit for, is being ahead of his time and being an innovator. I think that that's what I've learned the most about Bruce Arena and my time, you know, working as the other guys, the insider, is that he really is ahead of the curve so many times. He, he knows how to change the league. He has ideas about everything. And I think that when you have that opinionated nature that comes, you know, from the butcher's son in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. I think you're going to have some success. Well, what do you, I, I want to follow up on that. What do you think of what, what is so groundbreaking about Bruce Arena? What's so innovative about Bruce Arena? I mean, the guy is a soccer genius. He knows what he's doing. And I don't, I, that's not hyperbole. I mean, he's the kind of guy that knows how to build a team and knows how to take chances when they need to. And I think in terms of the innovative sense, I think that he keeps up on, you know, what makes sense in terms of a soccer mindset and in terms of, you know, a club building mindset. As you've seen, you know, he's never not an outspoken gentleman he right. always likes to t- speak his mind yes he does and he does it because i think that he wants to see things evolve and grow in this country elmer how does bruce arena in your opinion you you've you dealt with him as much as any of us um in your opinion how does bruce arena deal with adversity whenever the team isn't going well well, the, the the main the main focus on that diversity that Bruce has to deal is he has to recover first of all all the players from injuries, and second of all he has to put every players in his main position because I can understand why Bajusic, for example, played yesterday on the left wing, for example. And that's that's one of that's one of the main keys. I we I everybody understand that every head coach has to improve his 
line up every every week for for additions, for injuries, for whatever you name it. But you have to put the best team that you have. And sometimes they only try to move certain players and seems doesn't have more confidence on the young on the youngest um, players at some point yeah you you will see Magant or you will see BGA mm-hmm. but that that's not that's not good enough you have to put more young players they bring quality in Galaxy 2 and Lozos for try to get and improve and has to be more experienced on the on the first team and that's that's one of the the things that I see because Bruce has his job maybe better than anyone. Uh-huh. He has that's the only that's the original uh, head coach, in, uh, like Siggy Smith since 20 years. Right. So he has something more to to add to the team. But always Bruce has key players since DC United, and maybe this this is a good test for Bruce right now. Right, right. I agree with you. It's a good test. You look, Elmer, last year at Colorado, and last year the game in Colorado is the last time the LA Galaxy actually won a game on the road, August of 2014. That was the last time the Galaxy did anything, you know, really huge on the road, and it was... It was credited at halftime to a talk that Bruce Arena gave. Now, you've gotten to talk to a lot of the players, and specifically the Spanish-speaking or, or our Brazilian players I know that you're close with. How do they view Bruce Arena whenever he has to yell at them? Do they, do they consider it, um, is it a big deal when Bruce yells at them, or does he just save that up for certain occasions, Elmer? Or whenever Bruce Arena yells at you, you know something's wrong. They they respect everything they say. They, they when Bruce jail, they know that something is wrong. But one thing is Bruce say something to the team on the on the halftime, and the other thing is the every player can can deal with that pressure and try to put it on the on the field. In that point, Bruce doesn't have nothing to do because at the end. That's the only player that make the, the calls and that make the decisions. Right. That that that's 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 completely different. Adam, Adam, a lot of people say that Bruce Arena might be difficult to work with, at least coming from the media side. All right. How do you think he views his interactions with the media on a daily basis? I mean, I think he uses it as great fun. <laughs> uh, I think it is always a source of frustration. I think for any coach in any league, in any sport, uh, to deal with the media. I think that always causes some issues. And it's not unique to, to Bruce Arena or to any other coach that I've ever dealt with in my, my career. I think that, you know, he, he likes to be asked hard questions. He's a guy that wants to be challenged. He's a guy that, you know, wants to have intellectual discussions. You know, sometimes he doesn't and he gets spicy, but... At his core, I mean, he's a guy that wants to be challenged, and he wants reporters to ask him the tough questions so he can come up with the tough answers. Yeah, so he can come up with the with, with the jovial, difficult-to-understand answers, but that's the game he's playing, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd call it a game, but it's certainly he's the kind of guy, when you're, when you're a reporter, and I'm going to get a little inside baseball or maybe a little inside soccer for some of our viewers are on Periscope and our listeners in the podcast. But, you know, being a reporter, you can you have good good interactions with coaches. You have coaches that are easy and they want to talk to you. And you can ask them, you know, an innocuous question and they'll give you a great answer. And you can write, you know, 500 to 1,000 words about that. But right. Bruce is the kind of guy, he's not going to give you what you want because you want it. He's going to be a guy who's going to say, hey, 
ask me a good question, you'll get a good answer. Ask me a stupid question, and I'm going to tell you you're stupid. <laughs> That's right. That, we've, and, and I've been there many times, Adam, and I, I know a bunch of our other reporters have as well. So, I mean, it, it certainly happens, and it's, and it's one of those things. But, you know, I asked Elmer, Adam, the question about the players and how he's perceived as the players. How do you think the players perceive Bruce Arena? It's different than how he interacts with us, the media. Yeah, I mean, he's hard on his players for sure, but he's a guy that has the respect uh, 110%. Um, he's someone that is difficult to, to deal with, I think, just in terms of he's a guy who's not, who's going to be on your case all the time. Mm-hmm. He's always going to be, you know, if you do something wrong, if you make a bad play, and, you know, with what happened with uh, the Orlando game, I think it's a perfect example because when that game happened, he called his players out, told them they were awful, that only several of them, you know, performed well at all, and, you know, he didn't hide. He didn't hide from that and said, you know what, our guys just didn't get the job done, and they've got to do that if they want to perform. Elmer, you know, Bruce blames himself. Sometimes he blames players. What what do you think is in his mindset anytime he talks to the media about his players? Is he pure motivational? Is he trying to get a message across? Sometimes they did because when they say at the end of the game he has all the fall, that's that's good. And in terms, they have to try to reduce the pressure for the players. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a good example of leadership. But in other points, all the players have to step up and try to do something different at some point on the on the middle of the game. Because I I I try to repeat this. One thing is Bruce say on the halftime or during or during the hallway, mm-hmm. and the other when they all the execution of the plays with the players and of the players. That's completely different. And when when you see the plays on the field, that's nothing. That's that's nothing going for for Bruce. I mean, that's not Bruce's fault if some players you put the name uh, has a has a bad a bad game because that's the responsibility of the player too. So that's completely different. He can be the motivated. He can be one of the genius on, on the on the head coaching. But at the end, the players have the the last call when when they all the plays. Elmer, do you think that that sometimes with the pressure that Bruce Arena puts on making the players perform, that personal responsibility, do you think it's too much for some players to handle, and that's why you see them get shuffled out of the Bruce Arena lineup? Maybe somebody who once Bruce really. Uh, you know, f- fell in love with, who really liked, falls out of favor, and then ultimately falls off the team? Yeah, at some point, yeah, because uh, see the last uh, two years uh, on the on the lineup, which are the most uh, consistent players? There's there's no many because it, that this is the this, the big uh, the biggest team in MLS. He has the more pressure. He has the most championships. So that's have to be more quality players in all, in all the lines. When they goalkeeper, defense, midfield, uh, defense, and, and also forwards and, and the bench. So not this this team is not for everybody. They have to be top players. I don't mean not everybody has to be designated players. Right. Even if you are not designated player, but you have to be a top player to try to step up and be ready for every time they Bruce needed you. Adam, does does pressure get to Bruce Arena? I think that pressure gets to anyone. Uh, even even a guy like Bruce Serena, who's such a, a big figure, but I think that I think he he knows how to deal with pressure, and he has you know the staff around him that helps him a great deal. I mean, you have a, an associate head coach, Dave Terrican, who 
in all in all respects should be a coach in this league. I mm-hmm. mean, he has the the second highest winning percentage in the playoffs, second to only Bruce Arena. And you know, he's a guy who doesn't want to go after a head coaching job, I think, because he knows what a great gig he has here, you know, being Bruce's top lieutenant. And I think that right. when you have guys like like Sarah, when you have guys like Pat Noonan, Matt Reese, experienced players who come into the coaching ranks and help out, I think that alleviates the pressure that allows you to kind of do your job with managing the group, coming up with the tactics and, you know, and hopefully in his eyes winning. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting to see that relationship, and I certainly think that helps Bruce Arena be successful. Elmer, I mean, maybe that leads into sort of my final question here, is you see so many Major League Soccer coaches failing at doing just one job, which is being the head coach of a soccer team. Um, But you have Bruce Arena, who is wildly successful and has been ever since he came to the LA Galaxy, doing both jobs, the general manager and the head coaching job. Why is he able to do both of the jobs? And and he seems to gain an advantage from it. It's not easy that 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 complements for the two jobs from the head coach and the GM. But Bruce doing really good because he has all the control for the team, from the transactions, from the movements, from the lineups, for almost everything. And that's a good point because every head coach has to be completely involved of the team. When in he has to know every player, his background, and Bruce does. So I, for me, that's a, that's a good point, and he can deal with the pressure. Come on, he's he's one of the, he's the most successful head coach. Mm-hmm. He has 20 years on the on this league, and he and he in he's right now in this team. He's the most successful, and also he can be he can bring more. Just look at all the assistant coaching and looking at his son. He can be one of the best too. Right, you no, know, no, you're absolutely right, Elmer. My final question before I let you get out of here is is how long do you expect Bruce Arena to be able to keep this up? I mean, he's not getting any younger. I mean, he, he's racked up the most MLS Cups in Major League Soccer history. He's got five all by himself. Um, what more does he have to prove? How long is he going to be here? He has the only Bruce has the answer because as soon as he lost his motivation for, for, the, for winning a championship... He have to you have to be a step aside and let some someone someone somebody else to do it who do his job. He's he has he still has the motivation to head coach and try to pursue championship. He doesn't have any any date. He can be he can be around four, five, ten years more. Yeah, he could be. He could, or he could be done next year. I mean, it's it's really is sort of a, a toss up. Like you said, only Bruce Arena has that answer, Elmer. Elmer, I certainly want to thank you once again for stopping by. If you're looking for looking for Elmer Sousa on Twitter, it's at Elmer Sousa. I you should you should follow him, even if you don't speak Spanish. Follow follow Elmer. If you're really confused about what's going on, ask him. He'll help you out. He does it to me. He helps me out all the time. So please follow at Elmer Sousa on. Twitter, TimeWarnerCableDeportes.com. Elmer, I appreciate it as always. You have, a, you have a great time. Thank you again. You too, and I see you right now in Periscope, and that scarf looks really good. See, the scarves look good on Periscope. Thanks, Elmer. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. A pleasure. All right, so we get a, a little bit of uh, Bruce Arena talk there. That's always a good time. Certainly great talking to Elmer Sousa. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break, and whenever I get back, Adam and I, we're going to talk a little bit more about Bruce Arena. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll be right back.
recording from COG Studios and not their mom's basement. It's Corner of the Galaxy. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Backpack Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Great talking to Elmer Sousa from Time Warner Cable to Portes. Just in case you got lost somewhere in between all those segments, I'm still Josh. He's still LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano, and I am contractually bound to say his entire name every single time. He makes me do it. So I should probably bring him off mute here so that we can finish our discussion about Bruce Arena. Um, Adam, some interesting stuff that I think Elmer brings up, some interesting stuff that you bring up. I loved your innovation and and see him as an innovator. Um, I, I think that... One of the things that maybe was simplified, and I think you argued against that, you know, Bruce Arena doesn't always do the same thing. He's not always out there trotting out the same lineup in the same formation, doing the same thing all the time. Um, I think it's almost more of a credit to him sometimes, Adam, if he is just that guy as well. I, I, I see the variations that you see, but I also see his general philosophy stays the same. And because of that, he's basically telling people to beat him at his own game every single game. And I think I respect that. Yeah, he definitely has a philosophy, and he definitely tries to have the pieces to fit into that. I mean, it's not always the same, as that Orlando game certainly attests. You know, that was a, a classic uh, Galaxy style of play, but the, the pieces were a little bit mixed together, and uh, it didn't work out. But Bruce is the kind of guy who has the gall to give players those sorts of chances, to give Nacho Maganto and Bradford Jameson before the chance to start up top on the road uh, on turf against, you know, a very talented team, you know, to put Badger who's finished out wide left at left back. Right. You know, if Bruce Arena makes those, those choices because he knows that if they're successful, you know, the confidence just builds and then he's got another weapon there. And I mean, Lucic wasn't successful, but you know, you know, he was thinking about Robbie Rogers and the success that he had moving back to left back. You right. Lucic didn't have that chance, but you know that that's what Bruce Arena is doing. I think that that's what makes him such a good coach, just in terms of being, you know, a tinker with his lineup. But also, I think that's why he's good with younger players because he he does give them those chances and he allows them to to go and just be themselves and to make mistakes and to try to grow. He, he preaches sort of that personal responsibility. It's about um, even the fact that Baggio Husidic was playing at left back in a position that he doesn't play. You know that he was disappointed in his performance because Bruce preaches that it's your responsibility. If everybody individually takes their own responsibility, then as a team, you know, we're going to be successful type of thing. And so, you know, Baggio was upset about that. You know that Bradford Jamison probably wasn't as excited as he should have been, you know, after his performance and Bruce pulling him out early for Alan Gordon. You have to understand that all those guys feel the pressure from Bruce Arena because he treats them no matter what age they are, no matter how much money they make as men. Basically, and I know that's sort of that sounds cliche, Adam, but I think that's sort of the real, um, you know, idea here. He's not coddling anybody, and he doesn't. Um, you know, I'm not saying that he wouldn't be a shoulder to cry on if any of those guys needed it, because I quite honestly think that he brought the team together last year around, you know, some bad circumstances and some happy circumstances, and made that team a family, which is one of the reasons they were so successful. But Bruce Arena is about personal responsibility, and he's not going to take your whining or your complaining or your excuses. He just he doesn't play that way. Yeah, he expects you to 
to execute. And I think that that's, that's the basic thing that any coach wants, whether you're, you know, playing U8 or you're playing high school or you're playing basketball or field hockey or whatever. You know, he wants execution. He's that kind of guy who wants his players to put in a strong effort. You'll hear him after games saying, even when it didn't look like they played well, he'll still be complimentary about the team because they came to play, because they showed that ability to, to work hard and right. to have that, that industry. And I think that's what Bruce Serena wants from his teams and wants from his groups. And he wants to see that, you know, all the time. And when he doesn't see it, you know, he, he gets upset. You know, I think I, I wanted to save this question for this segment instead of asking you whenever Elmer was on because I asked Elmer the question of how long does Bruce Arena have, and he says, you know, only Bruce knows the answer. And I, I imagine that's the same question. I, I probably would answer it the same way, except that I feel that that time is coming shorter than probably most LA Galaxy fans would probably like it to be. I mean, yes, he could stick around for another 10 years if Bruce Arena really wanted to, but does he really want to, Adam? I mean, that's that's sort of it's his motivation now and how much is he going to be motivated? He's already accomplished so much. Where where left is he is he trying to draw his motivation from? You know what? I think he wants to win more trophies. You know, they say the it in true Batman just ended, you know, last Last night, right. you know, two days from when this podcast ended, and Don Draper said, what's the first thing, step to happiness? What's the next step after happiness? Mm-hmm. The moment you want more happiness. I think that's what Bruce Arena wants. He's got trophies, and now he wants more of them. I think that winning the Champions League is very important to him. I think that, you know, getting to the final there would be immense for him. You know, winning Open Cup... A- I think that he's much maligned for right. is important to him, and he wants to have you know success in all in all stages. And I think that realistically, I I would agree with you that you know only only he knows when it ends. And he is getting older, and I think that he probably won't be around for the ten to fifteen years. But I think I could see him coaching his team for at least another five years, or or, or maybe a little bit longer, or maybe a little bit shorter. We don't know that. Only Bruce does, and. I think that he wants to win more trophies. He wants to have more success. Yes, he has it, but Bruce Arena, you know, is a tough guy, you know, raised by a butcher in Brooklyn, and he, he wants to have everything, and he expects to have everything. He expects to win every time that he, he comes on the field. Yes, he's a pragmatist, and he knows that's not possible, but, but damn if he wants it. Damn if he wants to have victories every single game. Right, right. Like a lot of LA Galaxy fans, quite honestly, we expected every time we expected every game as well. I think Bruce does too. Honestly, I do believe that. I think he expects to win, even with the lineup that he threw out against Orlando. I think in his mind, he said, "We have the players out there that can win this game." Whether or not that actually happens or not, obviously, is is sort of left up to the players and how they play. And Bruce is never shy, Adam, about saying that you know I did everything I could for those players and they didn't execute. I mean, he is that guy. So I have no problem sometimes him throwing players. Under the bus. I always find it interesting, though, whenever he takes the blame, and then whenever he pushes that towards other players, like he he'll he'll call out a player sometime, and then sometimes in games where you think the Galaxy play horrible, he'll blame himself and the coaching staff. And I can't help but thinking, and this is one of my I think it's one of my most famous lines that I've said that Bruce is winning a game that nobody else even knows they're playing, and so I can't help but think Bruce is this master motivator, and that he's sort of into the psyches of everybody, and he understands when to push and when to pull, when to take the blame, and when to throw everybody under the bus. Maybe Phil Jackson esque, if you want. 
So I, I love that that's the head coach for the LA Galaxy, is that he plays mind games with his players, not to manipulate. Well, yes, to manipulate, but in a, in a positive way, to gain the results that he wants to gain. Like I said earlier, you know, he's a very intelligent, intelligent guy, and I think that he expects intelligence from his players. And I think that when he, when he takes the blame for situations like that game against SB Dallas, Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, what he's saying is that his players, you know, were not able to execute a plan. I remember uh, that 2-2 draw up in Montreal last year, and he said, you know, our players didn't have the tactical awareness to play with three three defenders in the back. And, you know, afterward, players would bring that up, and they would say, you know, it was a bad decision, and clearly when they switched to four on the back, they succeeded. But, you know, Bruce wanted to, Bruce gave them a test, and they didn't pass. Right. You know, they were good once they got back to their old old ways. But, you know, Bruce tried something different, and, you know, it wasn't successful. He said you know, maybe his guys didn't have the ability to do that. And I think that he's the first person to admit that, and he's also the first person to admit, okay, if he wrote up a, a game plan that's not successful, and, you know, if it fails, he'll, he'll raise up his hand and say, you know, it was my bad. Yeah, for what it's worth right now, just my two cents, I think it's a it's a talent issue on the field and, and people not being healthy and not so much a coaching issue. I know that uh, a lot of times we look at the Fire Bruce hashtags as uh, as humor, and I agree. Sometimes those are very funny. Um, I, I tend to be a little more scared whenever I think people are actually using them seriously. Um, but, hey, I saw somebody wanted to get rid of Robbie Keane because he's injured all the time, too. So, um, you know, there's crazy out there, Adam. There's lots of crazy, and uh, I think Bruce Arena and Fire Bruce is, is part of that crazy and quite honestly if you're a fan and you honestly believe that Bruce Arena should be fired you should voice your opinion and I have no problems with that even though you're absolutely nuts all right yeah uh, you, you can you can say your opinion but just don't don't be afraid if I if I call you out on it uh yeah yeah I know I did that to one fan after the Dallas game I put him on blast and yeah. I let him I let him you know give his two cents uh but I I will do that if I think that's being serious and I think that's a little bit ludicrous. So, I mean, you got to give the man his due. He reinvented the galaxy. You know, you can check out my article about the, the Big Bang in 2009 when he rebuilt the entire team yep. from scratch, from the worst team in the league. Yes, Galaxy fans, the team was worse than Chivas USA, a team that no longer exists. That's right. That's how bad they were, and they were worse than Chivas USA for several seasons. So. That really tells you everything you need to know about how important, you know, Bruce Sabrina has been to this group and why he deserves and why he will continue to be this team's manager for a very long time. Yeah, you're allowed to voice opinions anytime you want on the internet. It doesn't mean that people can't call you stupid. And so, Adam, you do that, and now I do that as well. So um, I actually had to block somebody just for the stupidity that comes out of there. You get rid of Robbie Keane because he's hurt all the time. Give me a break. That's ridiculous. Anyway, all right, that was just, that's just me. That's just me. That's, that's fine. That's how it works. Adam, uh, let's see. The LA Galaxy will play against the Houston Dynamo on Friday at 7.30 p.m. Make sure that you're out there at StubHub Center. The three-game road trip is finally over. Uh, LA will come home to play Houston, and uh, Houston always a difficult actually a difficult team to beat in the regular season at StubHub Center. So the LA Galaxy's uh, unbeaten streak at StubHub Center will look to continue there again. 7.30 p.m. That game is on Univision Deportes if you're looking for that game on television, all right? So MLS SAP in full effect if you're not a Spanish speaker like me. Um, so we'll see everybody out there at the game. Adam, anything else you want to say to anybody before we, uh, we get out of here? 
Let's see. Bruce Arena, you know, was very critical of his group after this Orlando game, after, you know, a real bad defeat. Uh, he told his players, you know, they have to have to show up on the field. They have to win their battles. And we'll see if they can do that uh, when they take the field against Houston. Yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be very interesting to see how that all plays out. All right. Uh, if you're looking for Adam on Twitter, it's at LA Galaxy Insider at LA Galaxy Insider. That's where you can follow him on Twitter. Obviously, you already knew that because you probably found me because he talked to me once. That's probably how it all went down. If you're looking for all of his writing, it's lagalaxy.com forward slash blog. That's right, lagalaxy.com forward slash blog. Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, at jgesman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, follow us on Periscope. That's where you can see the show being done completely live and all the train wrecks that happen while we're going completely live. Of course, you can always get the podcasts and all of our writings right here on cornerofthegalaxy.com, so don't miss out on any of that. But Periscope's where it's at right now. Please get on there. You can watch this show completely live, really good. I I sometimes even throw some questions in there that you guys ask as well, so certainly appreciate it. We're going to have another podcast coming up, probably going to be debuting Friday morning. Friday morning, all right? It's going to be a short turnaround because there's a U.S. Open Cup game for LA Galaxy 2 on Wednesday night, so I can't record then. So Thursday night looks like the recording time, all right? So... That is uh, that is where we're going with uh, with all of that stuff later this week. Okay, let's see. For LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano, I am Josh Gessman, and you've been looking and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on CornerOfTheGalaxy.com, and we will catch you next time. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy from the Box podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you here again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.